Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Creative Control with Bish Khan. Why, hello there. Welcome to the show. On this episode, uh, one of the most dynamic performers I've ever seen live, the amazing Sharon Jones of Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings, joins me for a chat about the band's new record, Give the People What They Want, which is a great one. It's just out now on the Daptone Records label, and it's another remarkable release from Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings. Now, this album was actually supposed to come out last year and i remember i got the record early you know uh, from a publicist they sent the record out and uh, everything was all you know tour dates were announced and then everything had to be postponed because shortly after making these announcements uh, they had to make another one that sharon was diagnosed with cancer and was uh, gonna go into treatment and um, thankfully she is doing well uh, because they you know they Made a January release date. They rescheduled the release date of the record. She's been out uh, making some appearances. Uh, not quite 100%, but she's out there. She's a, she's a strong-willed wo- woman. And I mean, if you see them live, you know this. So she's out there, and I had a chance to speak with her uh, in Toronto this week. She was uh, she was in town doing some promotion and some, some uh, performances on TV and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, we talked in the restaurant of the hotel she was staying at about this new album, what her, what her recovery and treatment has been like. Uh, I asked her about a, uh, their appearance. Her band appears in The Wolf of Wall Street, this Martin Scorsese movie that I really enjoyed. And, uh, you know, we obviously, you know, some of the things that we talked about is probably pretty obvious too, right? So we talked about that stuff. You're going to hear a brand new song from this record called Making Up and Breaking Up. And uh, I, I hope you enjoy it. It was a thrill. Like, I've spoken with Sharon before, but it was nice to meet her in person and see that she's doing pretty, pretty well. Pretty well. I don't think she's 100%. She's, she's, she says she's not 100%, but she's doing well. It's heartening to see. She's an inspiring person. Sharon Jones and myself on Creative Control. Let's do it. Hey, this week's episode is brought to you by Pizza Trocadero. For my money, the best pizza you can eat in Guelph, Ontario. A proud, independent family business run by a punk rocker. Trocadero only uses a rich array of fresh ingredients cut by hand and homemade dough made daily, all baked to perfection inside of a stone oven. It's gourmet panzerotti, calzones, wings, salads, garlic bread, breadsticks, and oh man, the pizza, the pizza. Personally, 
I like the gourmet domateo with goat cheese, artichoke, roasted red pepper, mushrooms. I sub out the turkey breast for eggplant, but that's just me. Wash the whole thing down with a brio? Man, I am getting hungry just talking about this. Call Pizza Trocadero at 519-829-2444. Visit them at 7 Municipal Street in Guelph and online at trocaderoguelph.ca. T-R-O-K-A-D-E-R-O-G-U-E-L-P-H dot C-A. That's Pizza Trocadero, a place of the good trade. Welcome back to Toronto. Hey, yeah, right. I'm glad to be back here. And I had a good time this morning at the radio station. I forgot what it was, the CR or something. Something, okay. Yeah, I'm yeah. so bad. CR, what was the radio? It was a news station. It was a news station. Yeah, they'll tell you, make sure you get the right thing because okay. they're going to feel bad that I couldn't remember. <laughs> it's okay. You it do was, a lot of interviews, was, right? No, and it was like, you know, we. I was up. <laughs> Put it like this, I only had two hours of sleep. Oh, man. <laughs> when did you get in? We got in last night about 10-something, 9-something, yeah. Oh, okay. By the time we got from the airport here, it was about 9.30. Oh, man, okay. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you making time. Now, what, what does this city mean to you exactly? Does Toronto have any significance in your... You know, I mean, as, as a traveler, and um, I just know when we come through Canada... You know, we know we have good fans up here, you yeah. know, Be- you know, between, you know, but yeah. I mean, I know I've been here a few times, but when I'm traveling, I'm I'm on I'm on mode. I'm on tour mode. So you're focused. We're going to be in Toronto. Yeah, we've been there before. I like it over there, you know, whatever. I like the crowd. Where are we playing it? Because usually I'm not out. I don't get to go see. It's a bit of a blur, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, because when I, my day off, I'm, I'm. Resting, yeah, you know, and if we come through, it's like Zoom. We get in, we perform, we get back in, and and we gone. Yeah, you know, so yeah. I actually saw, I believe, some of your earliest shows here with the Dap Kings. I mean, oh. I saw you play in Waterloo at a. Oh, yeah. oh I've stayed. Here. I mean, I've stayed. I've actually, um, you know, went like walked out. What's the one? The towel that with the spinning thing on it. That's the CN Tower. I, I almost got a chance to go there. I thought, but <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't. One day I was brave enough to get in a taxi and went down to the market and got some seafood. So, oh, nice. Yeah, so see. Well, this is my my thing is like I I I don't know if it was just a a wave of stuff that was going on with you regularly but it mm-hmm. seemed like Canada really like when I saw the show in Waterloo I was amazed I'd heard the records I loved it mm. but I was just amazed how quickly people embraced it that I see at yeah. the horseshoe like these yeah. little little clubs yeah. right yeah. and it just seemed to gradually build yeah. and build so I just wonder if in, from your perception I know it was a blur was Canada like an early adopter what, one, of, one of the first it wasn't here in Toronto but Montreal remember the big fest they had yeah, there yeah 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 man I don't know if it was after my Dap dipping um, album, or maybe the, the next one was the, and, and we got to play there. Yeah. And I, I didn't realize when we was rehearsing that afternoon, that morning, or early that day, I didn't know those streets were going to close. There was going to be that many people. Oh, right. So when I came in later on that night, and they brought me up back, and you know, I didn't even look. And when I came up and looked out, I was like, so Canada to me is the, my first place of ever playing in front of. That many thousands of right. people. That so that that's telling. That me. was my first time ever in my life, and I had them. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I think I was like, 
and I was telling someone back in back in America, I was like, guess what, man? I said, man, there was so many people there. I said, I had them in my hand. Like, if I would have said, everybody get naked, everybody would have got naked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're very uninhibited here. We probably would have gotten naked. <laughs> no, I don't know. I was just joking. <laughs> but I was just, I was just using that as a term of how, how yeah. we were so connected, how they were so into the music, what we was doing. Now, why do you suppose, is there something about, like, why? I know we're smart people. Like, I, I would like to say that Canada is smart people, but... <laughs> Is there something about your music that would resonate more with Canadians than maybe even in your home? I don't know. It just maybe something more. Not even the Canadians, just in Europe uh-huh. altogether, and even like in, in Australia. I mean, when we go there, I mean, we sell out. I mean, <coughs> arenas, you know. I mean, and I can go to. Uh, I went in my own home, Augusta, Georgia, and played the uh, Imperial Theater, and I was like, didn't sell that out. I was like, maybe maybe 50 people short but still yeah yeah, you know so i mean of what we do and i think wow and i can go somewhere else man and people breaking the door down to get to see me right but it's just i think it's american you know they they think that soul music um the type of music we do died out in the late 60s and 70s right and and they're making too much money with the younger folks with the pop yeah and in the in the you know the pop and the hip-hop that's their money, and so that's what they're selling. But you, you've obviously—I mean—you've transcended sort of those smaller audiences. Like you're, you're kind of—you're a bit, bit of a big deal right now, aren't you? Like, isn't this like the peak of your power? Well, I, you know what? I'm—I'm I'm not really because I guarantee if you walk, if you go somewhere, and you can ask people who share that they don't know. Huh. So I, I'm getting there, you you're know, there. I, and I'm, and it's okay. Yeah. You know, because they don't see me enough. You know, it—we're it, not—we're not. We're not I'm at the Grammy Awards. We're not. They don't see me up there. Even if I'm not doing a word, at least a band performing to show people there is soul music out there. Yeah, yeah. You don't see that. Every time you see soul music, it's when some star decide they want to do a soul song. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. Like yeah. a little token thing. Yeah, a little pop singer wants to do a soul song. Right, you know, right, and right. then and now you know, and it's R and B or it's 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 retro soul. Right. Which but is. A, when, but when you got real people out there, like I told them, don't call me retro. I am a soul singer. Charles yeah. Bradley is a soul singer. Yeah. Lee Fields is a soul singer. So soul music is out here. Yeah. You know, Dab Tone is a record label for soul music, you know. Right, so, right. You I, know, and, and over in, in London and in, in, in Paris, there are so many groups. In Barcelona, you know, you got, you got I mean, I, got, I, I know two young um, um, soul artists trying to, you know, like Coco, Coco Davis and um, also, um, um, what's, what's the child name? She's going to be mad at me. Shirley. Wait, Shirley? Uh-huh. Shirley and Coco. They're doing, um, in Barcelona, they, and then you got the, the pepper pots, you know, young right. girls. You it's know. spreading. It's been out there. It's yeah. Been, it's been going, but the, the young but the young kids is, look at Amy Winehouse. Even Amy said, I inspired her right. in soul music. Yeah. Knowing, I'm quite sure she had to read to Franklin and and a couple of other. The, uh, well, she took she your took band. Jazz. She took your band for a while. Yeah. 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 So, so, so you know, so it's, it's, it's been around. And people don't realize that I've been around that long. Yeah. You know, they think we've only been out here the last six years or so, but we've been around. Why do you suppose people are so, I don't know, insistent on applying retro to this tradition? Like, what is that? Why? Why is that a thing? Because of the, who they got doing it. The young people huh. and, and, the, and the major labels, when they get in there and do it, it is retro because it's not real. They, they get, you know, they got certain sound. Yeah. You know, we do real stuff. We right. try to, we, if, I think it breaks us off from everyone else as to how we record, too. Yeah. You know, we still record like they did back in the 60s and early 70s. Right. So what's the difference? On the, even on the equipment. So, yeah. So what's the difference between, between being retro and just doing something? I think to me they use the term retro because they're young. 
and huh. the young kids, you know, trying to imitate someone else. That's that's what I see retro to me. Right, but that's them. But yeah. okay, in terms of like the the dap tone philosophy, though, yeah. the sound could like if you were to put your records in a let's say a time capsule, right, and sent it, and then we someone opened it up. 200 years from now, they wouldn't be able to tell probably the it. difference from this, like from this era or the 60s, right? Yeah. And that's purposeful, right? That's a good... Yeah. Well, no. Actually, Gabe, our first album, I don't know if he putting the dates on now, but they wouldn't even put dates on their, on their record. So yeah. people, people, we fooled DJ Greyboy. Uh, <laughs> he, thought, he thought I was an old lady back in this song back in the 60s. It's around 2000 something and... And I did. I wrote a song uh, for them. Um, you what they recognize? Ubiquity Records or uh -huh, something like that. Uh -huh. And um, he had the song, and he was like, "Yeah, who this person?" You know. He thought he found something. Something, like, something new. Oh yeah, man, yeah. I never heard his group in the, you know from back. Like, of course not. We was this record in two thousand. He's like, <gasps> "What?" You know. So he was amazing. How old are you? I'm like, mm, I was like close to his age. He's like, "Oh," you know. So it's you know, I was a little old. It, it's amazing. So you, you know? kind of like you like the idea of kind of messing with people. Like messing with people's temporality. Well, I, I think that's what Gabe, Gabe, that's his thing, you know, yeah. Bosco, Gabe, yeah, yeah, when yeah. he produces it. And I, and I like what they do, and that's why I'm with him. You know, yeah. that's why I made that choice to, to join with him over 18 years ago. Right, right. You know. Uh, over the Christmas holidays, I went to the movies, and I was watching The Wolf of Wall Street. And then I'm watching it, you know, I'm just mind, I'm minding my own business. I'm yeah. like, whoa, Sharon Jones and the Dab Kings are in the movie. <laughs> How did you end up in the Martin Scorsese movie, well, The Wolf of Wall Martin Street? Martin Scorsese like us. He's a, he's a big fan. Really? And, huh. um, and I think someone that worked with him also he mentioned us. And we went in and did that, like, right around the time that we was, I think, finishing up the um, album oh, okay. while we was recording on it. Because we was all together in New York. So that's how I know we went and so, we went and did that. So he's a fan of the movie, a fan of the band, yeah. and he's making this film. Do you, how does the process work? Does he contact you? He or? probably, his people contact my people. Right. Probably got in touch with my management and uh, all my publishers or someone, and boom. Now, do you see, uh, like, you know you're going to be in the movie. Do you see a script? Do you know what the movie's about? You're just like, we're just in the No, scene. that one we went in, we knew once we got there that we was going to play a wedding band, but we were supposed to have been in the Bahamas. Right. And in a wedding band from the 90s. Right. So that's why they put that wig on my head. That's why you hardly know me too well. <laughs> well, I recognize the band. I'm like, wow, that's going to be the best wedding ever. That's great. Uh, I think I look like a, a Whoopi Goldberg did when they put that wig on her. She was singing, can't hurry. In that movie. <laughs> doo, doo, yeah, doo. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that one, um, Jumping Jack Flash. That's right. Yeah, that's the yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you got big braids and they put a wig on, so you got big hair, even bigger bigger head so that was fun that day so but what, i mean what can you talk about what, what it was like to work with scorsese like is he a i mean it was it, no it was i mean tell you movie actors and what they do it's i mean it's when we look at it on that screen what they go through just to get those those scenes are ridiculous that little two second thing we did we did like they only played on gold finger they recorded that one right yeah 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 we did like push push in the bush and we did um <laughs> <laughs> nice we did boogie oogie and um i can't even remember the songs but um you guys are just playing live you're not lip syncing you're like you're oh actually, no that was us actually you're playing, playing? Okay. oh i i um we had did a copy of boogie oogie and we was at a um fernando my conga player got married and so they had the the, the tape the song of it and they was and I'm like oh man I thought that like and I thought it was the original record it was us <coughs> until to us start singing like wait a minute <laughs> that ain't the original wow you fooled yourself <laughs> yeah that's great all right so then uh, you've seen the film what do you make of the movie no you know what I've been sick oh, so when the right. when the movie came out um 
I was just getting ready to go back to New York and start doing these these things like the Fallon show and all this kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And it was like with my with my my white sales count being low, the doctor advised me not to be around people too much too just inside a group of people you yeah, know that's so. good advice every day of the year oh my god yeah <laughs> but no when your immune system is yeah, like yeah, yeah to to a cold is not a cold to me i it's death it could be it could mean death with the immune system uh, I, I, I hear how so, you, you're doing okay now you know i'm 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 still um these last few shows being out with the band um, and doing these t- tv shows um f- f- you know i was at jay leno friday and i you know, dance around a little bit, you know. Yeah. And um, I, I got a little short-winded and I got a little nervous, you know. And 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 people don't know this. The first time I never did a do-over. And when Jay Leno came out, he was. I was so nervous that I missed the second verse of the song, but I repeated the first. And then I wasn't happy. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> and Jay Leno, I, and he kept doing his script. I was like, can I do that song? And he said, like, really? I was like, yeah. He said, you really want to do it? I was like, yes. He said, she want to do it over. Do it over. Wow. And I'm like, yes. And the band was like, what? I'm like, yes. They're like, what happened? I thought I forgot the second verse. I said, I, I, know, I know y'all didn't know that because I kept singing. Yeah. But I didn't tell the story. Right. And so I had to tell them. What song did you do? Um, Now I See. Okay. Uh, it, it's about, you know, my friend. The song Now I See is about my, a friend of mine, you know. Now I See, you, once a friend, now an enemy. Right, right, right. And, and one of the verse I missed was, she used to steal my, she used to till, steal my toys. When you was just a child. Right. I should have known then, girl. That was just your style. Right. You know, so you, you if you stole my toys, now you're taking my man. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. what that song is about. Okay. And I missed that second verse. And it's only like two verses or so in Dagger's song. So the It's it. rare for them to even let people do a do-over. Oh, hey. Joe, Jay Leno let me do a do-over. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> that is kind of amazing. He yeah. doesn't, doesn't get a good rap for he being on the sure. He's like, and he took, you. if you go on my on the Facebook page. Yeah. They got a picture of him hugging and kissing me right on the top of my head. Aww. I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah, it's such a great picture. Everyone, I got so many hits on that picture. Okay, of, uh, good, yeah. good. Now, you, you're, the record is a reflection of many different things. Oh. But to me, the new one, it seems to be uh, a more aggressive, more assertive record. There's lots of warnings. That's good, that's good. There's a lots of like anger within it. And then the actual, when I was watching The Wolf of Wall Street and your inclusion in it, right? Huh? I was thinking, because that movie's about greed and, and oh, dis- yeah. economic disparity. Yeah, I didn't disparity. even think of that, yeah. yeah. That's why I haven't watched it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but then you, like songs anyway. like People Don't Get What They Deserve. I mean, the, there seems to be a political even we get along like there's just this stuff going on on this record yeah that was that's pretty that was, that was pretty deep yeah yeah it's good what what is your take on what's going on in well it's the guys it's the story that the guys are writing and telling the story and um so that's what's going on in their heads yeah. and and what's going on in their head is interesting to me and i agree with it so i'm singing it and i'm and i'm bringing them out right. like retreat when when i recorded retreat right around the time we was, i told you we did the wolf of wall street and i was like laughing and i was like yeah i, I want to know what i'm gonna do on the stage you know or who this guy i'm gonna get up and tell him you know tell him off and and then when i saw the video and gabe's i was i mean i was sick in it when they yeah. when gabe was doing that video it was like maybe what june july you know august right around the time that i mean i was in the midst of the sickness he like sharing a worry you know, we're gonna we're gonna get a video together for yeah. um, retreat because it had already been released when we stopped everything. And when I saw that video, when he sent me the little, you know, before they put it out, I was like, whoa, you know. And I looked at it, and before I could even think about it, someone just said, wow, that video just like telling your story of your cancer. Right. It's like you're telling the cancer to retreat and get behind y'all. Like, 
wow you're right and then i looked at it again i was like oh and then even from the part of where i the, the reached for the mic and it was like in a rock and then it <laughs> broke out then i picked it up and i started walking on the wearing all the little things like yeah i like got away from them i got away from them I told him to cancel the retreat. I was telling the sickness to okay. retreat. And I'm walking on the world telling everyone, I'm coming back to give the people what they want. Right. And okay. That, and that. so that that I saw. And it's and the stranger to the happiness. The wedding one. Even though we know it's about the wedding about it, they Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Well, the man who had a plan, you know, and all that kind yeah, of stuff, yeah. she, she left him. But it was like I seemed like a stranger to my happiness. I told you, when I was sick, I didn't listen to the music. I was a stranger, and the music is my happiness. I wouldn't listen to music. That's making me, me a stranger. Right. I didn't want to do the video because I'm like, my hands and stuff is all. They, they're clearing up now, but look, yeah. they're still dark. Look at my nails. Yeah, yeah. And This is this from the chemo? From the chemo. Yeah. Yesterday, this one, I kept pushing it, and pus coming from oh, under man. the nail. You know, same thing in my feet. Why are you out here right now doing this stuff? That I feel like you're not quite 100%. You know, I'm not. And I'm not going to be 100% until, you know, but vocally I'm back. And me staying at the house, I told you when I'm not doing my music, I don't listen to it. Yeah. I want to listen to my music. I want to get back into my music. My body is healing. I got the vocals. The doctor, I checked him. You are okay. I'd rather be out here doing this than been at home not doing anything for the next eight or nine months until my hair grow back or until my nails clear up. Huh. And you want to do this in public. And I want to do it in public, and I want my fans to see, this is what this is what happened. And even another cancer patient, you look bad right now, but it's going to clear up. Huh. You know, it's not, you're not going to be like that forever, you know. It's a, there's a narrative within your work and within your stage presence of empowerment, of empowerment. Like, I mean, I know you were, you say you've been doing this 16 years. A lot of us came to you a little bit a little late. Longer, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and that was part of the, the kind of excitement and inspiration of your story. And, mm-hmm. and then as we move along, like this, basically what happened was this, I got your record from a publicist or something mm-hmm. and then the tour everything was canceled because you got yeah see got right, yeah yeah and it's adding like another layer now that you're back yeah and f- and openly saying like this is what happened to me yeah I this got, is what happened it's uh, what drives you to inspire people like this i i i wanted to do it my my actually my um my publishers my manager they're like no wait till you you know well wait till close to the release of the album next i'm like excuse me 
This is June. You talk about I'm gonna wait till January or Chris December to let my fans know what's going on with me. Yeah. So all these months, I said my hair is I'm bald, and I said if I take a picture, somebody see me in the paper with a ball. If I put it on my, I can't go on my fan but page. I wouldn't even go on Facebook. Anything. I said I'm not going on that page until I can talk to my fans about what I have. And and that they you had put bile duct cancer. It's not bile duct cancer. Oh. If they think it is bile duct cancer, and and I didn't need any chemo. I would be back on the road in about three months, four months. I think this turns out it's pancreatic cancer oh, yeah. stage two. Oh man. And and if I hadn't have went, I had a colonoscopy. Yeah. And, and they had to remove pollock from my colon. Right. One of the pollocks blocked my bile duct. Right. And by that blocking that bile duct, my eyes turned and I got sick and they had to check me out. And when they checked me out, they saw something about cancer cells up in there. Yeah. And he told me I had to have the Whipple, which they removed my gallbladder, the head of my pancreas, a foot and a half of my small intestines, built me a new bile duct and connected to my stomach. Right. And once they took the head of the pancreas off, they saw that, that cancer had spread it through my pancreas to the lymph nodes. Right. So... So, it's so it's all. If I hadn't had that colonoscopy and they found that blocked my bile duct, I probably would have kept going. I probably would have been on the road. And next thing you know, I would have cancer would have spread it through. And you know, pancreatic cancer is very aggressive. Yeah. So the so, so the, yeah. So one of the messages here, I assume, for you in terms of your overall sense of empowering people is to get themselves checked out. Thank you. Check yourself. When, and guess what? The doctor asked me. She said. Did anybody in chance the last couple of months or so, you know, did you feel like someone just like, I mean, literally, she said, punch you in the back with all the kind of, I'm like, yeah, almost a year ago, I was on stage, huh. and I went to sing a note, and I'm like, oh, you know, and I hit the note, of course, you're on stage, and I'm going to, you know, but my the band saw me, and I kept singing, and it was like one of the last songs I'm going off the stage, and when I went off, I was like, oh, man, they like, what, I, I can't straighten up, there's a pain in my back. I go get a massage and just, oh, a couple of days, take a pain pill. Uh, you know, of course the pain pill is going to know it and, 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 and doing the, the uh, massage. But right then and there, it was my pancreas. I should have went and said, something ain't right. Let me go. Weird. Like most people would think they had a back strain, muscle strain. So um, that's another note for people. If something like that comes Listen to, to your you. body. And, and not only did it happen then, it kept happening every other month or like i went on the plane if i go to lift something up i couldn't like lift up straight up yeah yeah it'd be like oh and i'm, I'm thinking it's a muscle spasm and it was yeah it was my pancreas and my you know you're someone that a lot of people associate with the glitzy showbiz you know like when you're on stage it's a i've never seen anything like you i honestly i've seen a billion shows and like you're a dynamic performer it's interesting for me to see such as who someone i view as like a superstar be so open about this. You've, you've been incredibly yeah. candid about this whole thing. Because I'm, I'm not a superstar to me. I'm just a, a human being. I'm just a singer yeah. just putting out good music and I want other people to hear it. I wish I can always... I hope my fans never get to the point to where they scare me that I have to get some kind of security or some protection. Right. No, because it, they, they, I watch it. They, they can, that can happen. You put people into you a know? fervor, right? Like you yeah. get people really yeah. excited. And, and that's why I, I, you know, I wouldn't want to, you know, cause I like to get to them. You know, I yeah. like to, I like to, when I go out, I like, come here, baby, give them a hug, you know, take yeah. a picture, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, pull them on the stage, you know, one night I've got them up and I'm like, right, hold up, hold up, you know, all right. And that's enough now. That's you too know? much. Yeah. And so I, I like, I'm telling the guys like, wow, 
as, as years you go gotta in. You got to be careful. Now, yeah. You've now it, it may have to be a control now. Yeah. One, to put that person up here, send that person up here. You know, not like I usually just, you know. Right. So, I mean, I'm, I'm watching every year things change, you yeah. know. So the record, the, the songs on this record, it, it, it's sort of a coincidence almost that they came out so aggressive and assertive and you say like in they, they have a kind of retroact a retros in retrospect they have this tone about your own personal health yeah but i mean for me i'm looking at it as more as a political thing you know yeah, they they use that or like we get along and, and people don't get what they deserve you know give the when people we, what they want I you mean, know yeah and gabe came up that was another name we decided what we're going to name the album are we going to name it from one of the songs uh, and Gabe came up with that, and we all like, mm, you know, I was laying there, you know, sick and stuff. I was like, yeah, that's good, you know. Oh man! So you you pick the names out, and 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 there you go. Right, and uh, I mean, everyone's been talking about the healthcare system in your country. Oh, I imagine this puts it in a whole new, pr- like your ordeal probably puts it on a whole new perspective. It it does, and and we have insurance, um, Aetna. And um, it's so expensive, yeah. and it still doesn't cover everything. I mean, I, we like paying like almost ten thousand dollars a month for like insurance, you know, for our group, for the LLC, oh, the company, right. yeah, for the whole company. Oh man! And it's like, um, I think one of the doctors, I don't know if they worked it out, but one of the doctors that I came to, I left South, and came to New York because they wasn't tricking me fast enough you know they was like oh well you sure they're gonna cover this you can't see but i'm like look i need to be checked and seen right now so i came to new york new york presbyterian dr chabot the head director of the hospital i went to the hospital and had the whipple done where mr whipple taught them how to do the whipple okay all right and um when i got in there i think later on one of the things we find out that i may have to pay the doctor which he gave me cut some of the price off, but I may have to pay that, and oh. that's like sixteen thousand dollars, and I didn't have no sixteen thousand. If the, if the insurance can pay it, you know, I may still have to pay like maybe five or eight or something like that. My medication, one of my medications that I told the guy I needed was the Creon tablets, and I have to take those every day yeah. before I eat anything, drink yeah. anything, enzymes because of what's missing out of my body. So I went to one store. Of course, I showed him my car, gave me the stuff, $35. This was the right aid. Then I moved, went on up to Sharon Spring Upstate, went to another um, town, went to CVS. I just put the thing up there with the guy, forgot that, you know, he comes back. I didn't give him the insurance card. He looked it up. He said, he wouldn't even say it out loud. He wrote on a piece of paper, this is how much your medicine's going to cost. i like, yeah, $35. I just paid that like yeah, two yeah. weeks ago. 500 Eighty some dollars. Man, what the hell? Oh, you don't. I didn't have insurance. He thought I didn't have oh, insurance. Oh right, you didn't give him the card. But that's ridiculous. I, and that first thing came, my mom like, what the? I was, How in the hell do you think I'm gonna pay this yeah, here? Yeah. I like, what is? I like, come on. I like, here. He's like, oh, oh, you got a card? Okay, calm down. You know. Right. Came back thirty five dollars. So went from five hundred eighty some dollars to thirty five dollars. So if you didn't have insurance, if you were in a, in a I would, I would just die, I guess. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, and I don't mean to put this on you, but he is your president. Uh, you know, there was a lot of hope. Oh, he, he got the, he got the, nobody wants to listen. The mama care. If people get into that care, it's a plan that's going to help. Right. They got to let it through. He, what is, why is there resistance? Because of money. You know what? Let me tell you something. And, and I, I know, I, I hate getting political. America, we all came up in there. The Republicans and the Democrats, we all one nation. Why are you fighting? Yeah. But it all boils down to he was a black man in the chair, yeah. and they don't like the fact that. And I'm going to tell you that I don't care. In America, 
Everywhere I go in Europe, everywhere you go, people can see that. Every Everyone can see that. It's not a Republican-Democrat thing. This is a race thing. I think it's a race thing. Right. And it is. He's the only president. I've never seen president come up that takes slack that this man has taken. And never had that much work to do either. I mean, he's got never so seen much, it. such a mess. To, it was yeah. always a mess. Right. You know? And they're like, well, he didn't keep his promise. What president have yeah. got up? Yeah. You know? And it's just to try to make it, you know, so... I can't get into it, man. I, I'm just, I, I, I just can't, you know. You, I just said what I had to say, and I, I know I'll probably get slack behind that, but, but that's just who it is. Are you ultimately hopeful and optimistic about America? Like, I was listening to, I know that you don't, when's the last time you wrote a song? Do you remember the last time you actually sat down and wrote Oh, yeah, that song, Ain't No Chimneys in the Project. Yeah, yeah, that's a great <laughs> song. That just came out for the Christmas time. Yeah. yeah that's yours. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so how often are you writing uh, songs? And I did, um, uh, um, I wrote um, with, with um, Shook, woo! <laughs> I've been away. Tell me you love me. I oh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I I have co-wrote that with with um, Neil. But that's it. You know, rest of the times that the songs are coming at me, and when the band plays something to me, I'm like, whoa, and I'm I'm gone, and we doing it. But I mean, how often do, is the message within the song? Like, have you ever rejected a song to be like, Yo, oh, I've I mean, yeah, I mean, this isn't my thing. No, yeah, yeah I've yeah. rejected songs, hmm. and I'll I'll do something like what. I'll be like, <laughs> I'm like, what the hell does this song mean? Because <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, yeah. you're the rare person. You're a conduit <laughs> for other people's ideas, right? Like people yeah. write songs for you. Right. And that, that's got to be weird for you sometimes. You're, you're yeah. putting so much expression into we, these songs. That's right. That's why if a song come at me, I'm like, first of all, don't write no song about me being some wimp or running somebody down or begging someone. I said, cause that ain't me. Right. <laughs> yeah. This, as I say, this record is one of the toughest yeah. records I've ever heard. Uh, and I, I try not to get too political. You know, yeah. I, I just tell them, you know, like I did this land, and you know, cause that was the old, um, that was the cover. You, yeah, yeah. What do you, you got song? Yeah. But I try not. But when we, when Gabe wrote, what do we all stop paying taxes? That was like, but it was like the time when Bush was in the chair, and I felt that that war. I felt we had no right to be there. That yeah. whole thing, whatever he started we shouldn't have gotten involved right it's not fair for the american government try to tell people to take on your beliefs your rights your religion or what you're doing and it wasn't about that they, they know it's all about the money and the oil and stuff yeah. so and why are you lying you mm -hmm. know and you, you, and you know you're lying you know and it's just it's just crazy this is what it is it seems to me like you've got a lot to say on your own and yeah. yet you're you let these people kind of they're not that, saying it they're right. saying it for you okay that's fine they're saying it <laughs> if, when i got something to say i guarantee you when the time come it, it will be said if, okay. if i really get that urge to sit down and do yeah. something you seem I will. very outspoken and oh yeah as i say you're an inspiration yeah. now i know you you got to run i just want to ask you before mm. we we end this uh what's next for you this record just came out it's been <sighs> a i assume I, I mean you've been recovering i imagine you have been I'm writing no way i am still you're still recovering still, i mean look look at this the, the hair yeah i'm i'm weird because the hair is going back it's starting now. to come back yeah and and i want to know what is it going to come back in and in, in splotches you know if, if it come if it start growing really even then i can deal with it but how am, am I going to go on stage with my hair looking like, eh, eh, eh. and I don't want to cut it back off. Right. I want it to grow. So I'm, I'm in, I'm in that little buying thing. <laughs> but, you know, whatever happens, whatever I have to do, I'm going to do it. Okay. So, I mean, it seems to me that band stuff, uh, you're playing, you're supporting this record. Mm -hmm. But I assume the work is second, way, way secondary to you just getting better. Like oh, you're, you're not yeah, oh, yeah. I'm yeah, I'm getting okay. my, my thing. This here, what I'm doing now it's really part of my healing process because right. I'm going to go on the stage and I'm going to take my time. Right. And I'm going to tell you right now, and my fans, and I know I'm going to, they're going to know this. 
don't expect to see me running. I'm only going to do what I can because I don't want to do one show and then have to cancel five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to pace myself. So I just want everyone to know that I'm taking care of myself. It's not an excuse. No, it's not. This is just the reality of the situation. That's right. Okay. Uh, people want to hear more about you. They can. You've got Facebook. You got a website. Oh yeah, Twitter and Instagram, all that kind of <laughs> stuff. And uh, you know, I got my management helping out. And they they really helping me. I'm gonna be truthful to y'all. All this stuff I didn't know. They had to send me to a class for social networking. Social media. Yeah. And I'm and I since I've been sick, I haven't got a chance to get into that. Do you do it yourself but ever? Like I, I do the Facebook thing, and right. I do go on um our fan book page. Mm-hmm. And every once in a while, I might go on Twitter and retweet something or read something. Okay. You know, but um I do read them. And then I'll call up my my manager. Say, listen, this is what I want you to write. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you have a little conversation. Oh, I about do. I told them that I do. And yeah. even those contests and things they be doing, I I I told them I want to get involved more. Okay. You know, so if I'm gonna pick someone, I'm gonna pick that. You're person. gonna pick the person. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, listen, uh, Sharon, it's always an honor to get to speak to you. I want to thank you for your time. All right. I want to go to a song. Is it possible for you yeah, to, yeah, yeah. Is there something from the new record that you want to hear or that we can play right now? You know what? I One one song that I'm, I'm beginning to have a lot of fun with is that one, Now I See. Oh, why? And, but and then breaking up is is I kick I did that today for the first time. On, Making on up that. and breaking up is a great song. I like that song. Well, yeah. do that one. Do that one. You want to do that yeah, one? Do okay. That one. <laughs> all right. That that's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. Is it all right? Well, let's just hear it now. This is Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings from their amazing, amazing new record. Give the people what they want. Making up and breaking up. Sharon, thank you so much. I hope you the, wish you the best, and it's oh. been a pleasure to speak with you. Well, thank you. Thank and you. I'm, and I'm I'm gonna do my best. Uh, you. I hope. I know you will. We all know you will. <laughs> <laughs>
Hey, thanks again for checking out Creative Control with Vish Khanna. You can email me about the show at creativecontrol933 at gmail.com. That's creative with a K, control with a K, 933 at gmail.com. You can also follow our Twitter at Vish Creative, V-I-S-H-K-R-E-A-T-I-V-E. And you can also like our Facebook page. A version of this show airs on CFRU in Guelph every Wednesday at noon Eastern. And you can listen to that online at CFRU.ca or if you're in the KW region at 93.3 FM in Guelph. You can also sign up for the weekly mailing list for the podcast and the, and the show at vishkana.com and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. I believe that is everything I wanted to tell you. Thank you once again. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.